You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door. You get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details. I want to be the best. I want to be the best. Simple as playing. That's why I play the game. To be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated. What separates Kobe from the pack? From the pack. More than Kobe Bryant. There is, there no, is one. no one. And that's how we kick off Sideline Talk with a great intro, great song by Lil Wayne to the great Kobe Black Mamba Bryant. Unfortunately, him and his daughter Gigi lost their life yesterday morning in a tragic plane accident, as well as seven other families. This your boy, Alan C. What it is, your boy, Ryan Ways. So we're going to kick it off right there. Um, should, I, should I start off as the yeah. the resident Laker fan? In, come in here with Laker stuff, Kobe stuff every other day. So it's only right that I give it to you. I mean, um, uh, um, my host, Humble Beast, couldn't be here. He had a little sick right now. So usually he would chime in with you, but I'm just going to give it to you right now. All right. Um, just start off as just saying this is an absolute tragedy um as nick wright stated on first things first this morning this is kind of unprecedented for the nba world um there's out of all the mvps and the history of the game from bob pettit to Giannis antetokounmpo there's only three of them that's not with us anymore one is Wilt chamberlain who died at 60 plus another one is Moses Malone who died at 60 and then Kobe being Brian yesterday died at age of 41 so again this is kind of unprecedented and again as a fan of Kobe being Brian I mean I was messed up when Kobe announced he was retiring mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying and he released you know dead basketball mm-hmm. and Watching that as a, a Kobe Bryant fan from the age of when he was 17 coming into the league until the last, you know, day he played Mamba out, pretty much dropped the mic. Mm-hmm. Fan watching his career closely as a Laker fan. Um, it, it's going to take a minute to get over, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, I mean, everything is flooded. I mean, every news channel, every sports channel, the whole world is flooded with Kobe Bryant because he – 
he was more just than a basketball player. He was relevant to everything that we seen. We seen him um, in the news every week. It was something that had to do with sports or basketball that he was involved with. You could not see him in any life of being a father or being a coach or, or being just a player or a student of the game. Still, after he retired, he was always relevant in some type of news trendy in basketball or sports or just being in the scene as a whole. I mean, he was always courtside showing love to uh, the new up-and-comers, uh, to having basketball camps, to to showing praise as he did to LeBron before he, you know, he passed on. Um, it's tragic and it's numb. It's like you can't and you don't want to believe it. It's like you don't want to accept it. Right. Um, not even to just the NBA, but to be an advocate, as I am, of the WNBA. Just to know that, yo, if you know this game, you know the game, whether you're a male or a female. If right. you can play this game, you can play the game. Right. And, you know, just last week, whether it's, you know, just to give his daughter, uh, Gianna, who's coming up as a basketball player, you know, aspirations to shoot, yeah, you can go for the NBA. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, and mentioned three women. Elena uh, Deladon was one of them. Maya Moore was another. And... I can play in both WNBA and NBA, as right. you as he put it. And who am I to argue with right. NBA royalty, mm-hmm. pretty much? I mean, he could have <laughs> had his foot into a lot of stuff. I mean, that you that we all know that he passed before his time should have been up. I mean, who who is the we say to question God? But you know the type of aspirations that he had to move forward into what he was already doing, and to the women's sports to mm-hmm. to make it more. I want. I don't want to say relevant because college women's and and everything sports wise, uh, to the peak. But I mean, after that, there's not too much. You have the WNBA, but it's not where it should be. Right. You have uh, um, U.S. teams, but you don't have no no major league other women teams for um, certain other sports like soccer and other like men have and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, right. No. No female uh, baseball or. Um, hockey teams. They all have to go to the to the US and that's it. There's, there's no other future. So I feel like he was trying to push the future of women's beyond just college in his mental thing. He was I, I you know I wasn't the biggest basketball fan, you know, I did like watching Kobe from time to time and we all have stories for days of our favorite games of our favorite players. And um it's just unreal. It's just unreal. I remember when I my wife was like she was dabbling around the house. She was like, is that story true? And I was like, no, no. It's some hating LeBron, Dick Sucking fan because LeBron just passed them for points and they don't want to give up the credit to Kobe or something like that. And then she was like, well, TMZ reported. And I was like, man, fuck TMZ. They always exploiting some bullshit. I don't want to <laughs> hear that. And then people kept saying it and y'all kept posting. I was like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Wait a minute, hold up. Let's, let's pray on this. Let's hope this is... Just maybe something that it didn't sound right, or somebody was just being a hoax. Somebody hacked something. It's, it's even to this day, right now, I still feel like, nah, I'm not giving that no no water. I, I can't give this conversation straight. Like even when you look on media, you can see the people eyes who's been bawling out, crying for hours that just don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, um, I got tagged in. Three different posts 
Um, my mom had called me, you know, just to find out if it was true. And I had no answers to give anybody at that point. And I'm searching. I turn the NBA TV. It's not on there. I turn the ESPN. The Pro Bowl was coming on. Nobody said anything just yet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, cool. It's, they ain't saying anything, so it must not be true. And then I checked my Twitter. And Chris Broussard and Wells uh, reported it. I was like, no. Nah. They work for FS1 and ESPN. They can't just <laughs> run with a story just yeah. because they see it on TMZ. They have to check their their sources, and, you know, they covered Kobe Bryant for 20 years of his career. They can call this man. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that they posted, I was like, yeah, it's true. And before I seen anything, ESPN announced it, NBA TV announced it. That was that was my confirmation from Chris Broussard and uh, Wojnowski, how you pronounce his name. It was, uh, even when you look back at it and see how tough it is now, it's like, of the tweets that he would post to other NBA players of what he expected out of them because he expected greatness out of a lot of people. And he was like, he told Giannis, okay, now it's your turn to get the MVP. Then he was like, all right, now it's time for you to get a ring. Like, he inspired a lot of people and he expected greatness, not even in in the NBA world or just the sports in general. He expected a lot of pe- a lot of people in the media too that he right. had close relationships with. And – not for just that job, but that health and that well-being. I mean, to be that great of a person and to, to flip your life around when you have hardship and to go all in and being a family person, and all, no matter what your life is going through, it's, it's amazing. To everything that he, he accomplished and was going to accomplish and still is going to accomplish after he's passing, it's just, like I said, I just can't say enough. It's just, it's just numb. It's like the whole world, the sports world, as in general, just stop. Yeah. I have too much more to add to that, honestly. Um, like you said, numb. Um, as a fan, I'm still trying to process everything, honestly. Um, but you said, God, make no mistakes, and what am I to question? This is shout out to Vanessa um, Bryant, who has to deal with, you know, losing a daughter and a husband. They've been together since they were 17 years old. And they're in their 40s now, so. And it was, and it's after, like, as soon as they, everybody was like, well, everybody was thinking, like, well, damn, I hope his daughter, because everybody knew his daughter followed with him everywhere he was yeah, going. Yeah, Gigi was with him all the time, and picking up knowledge. I was just like. And it felt like you just seen, like, even though, like, a lot of people don't know him personally or never met him personally, he was like, damn, it felt like he was with us yesterday. Like, he was like, you could reach out to him. And, he, like, mm. I like the whole world saying, we feel like we lost a family member. Yeah. And that's how it feels. Yeah. Like, Great cousin. Like, like, a lot of people <laughs> was like, well, he ain't, that's, he, he was the one that's not supposed to die. And that's, and that's tough. That's tough to hear. Mm-hmm. You say my my heart breaks for for Gianna as well. Um, you know, being a fan of Kobe and seeing her follow Kobe everywhere, even when she's coming. <laughs> I used to always talk about how he used to dress his his daughters in these little bright shimmering ass dresses all the time. You see him win the finals, oh, where's his daughter with them bright ass dresses on? <laughs> like that's that's what I look forward to 
no five times for him winning the NBA championship, yeah. him grabbing his family, kissing his wife. And you knew he was going to be that that father that was going to be on the sideline watching his daughter play college basketball and, and get drafted somewhere. Yeah, I, mean, was, I mean, you knew his life was just going to be great as the time went by. You know, just the, the story of, you know, his daughter's basketball team. She got a group of friends together, and they lost to a team in a tournament by 40 points. And he said, no, we're going to shut this down. We're going to practice for a few months. And after those three months they practice, they beat that same team by 80. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just, I keep saying it, Mamba mentality, attack life like you're going to be the greatest. Right. Or as Muhammad Ali once said, I'm, I'm the greatest. I knew that before, or I said that before I even knew I was. Mm-hmm. And that's just how you got to attack life, to me, honestly. Just be the best and give your best in everything. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite game of watching Kobe? I know, I know it's too many, but, like. Um, I mean, you start for at the end and work my way back. I mean, 60 points. I paid for it the next day at work, boy. But I was up till 3 o'clock watching every interview, every speech he had to give and just, you know, soaking that game up, 60 points. Everybody was like, well, he shot 50. It's, it's, a, it's a pool basketball team. You're not supposed to get 60. Like I posted earlier, he gave everybody 40. These are grown men, the best athletes in the world, don't even make the team. So let alone the best athletes in the world that's on the team. And he giving everybody 40? That's crazy. So you got that. Um, I go to game seven, Boston, the last championship. Um, Everybody talked about Kobe had a bad game that game. What I seen from that game was, yeah, he didn't give you the typical I'm going to score and outscore everybody Kobe. But what he did give you was effort. He strapped up on Ray Allen, strapped up on Paul Pierce. Whoever was getting the ball and it was the hot hand, Kobe, mm-mm, I got him, and got 18 rebounds. <laughs> Let Paul, Paul Gasol handle him, scoring, scoring points. I'm going to get rebounds enough for me and Andrew Bynum, who wasn't getting balls at the time. <laughs> we ain't going to talk about Andrew Bynum. Right? <laughs> we ain't going to so, discredit his life by talking about Andrew Bynum. Right <laughs> but that, that was his name for me, like Kobe – Called the dude out like when he got drafted, mm-hmm. and Andrew Bynum wasn't giving us nothing. But Kobe was like, "Yo, I'm not going to be that Laker that lose to the Celtics twice. Mm-hmm. That shit not gonna be on my legacy, yo." <laughs> and you, you seen it how he worked that game seven. I'm not gonna be that Laker. <laughs> it's uh, oh, you have any more memorable games that you can think of? Um, that's. The two that really stand out mm-hmm. to me, like I said, I, I pre- I'm one of those people that appreciate the journey. Yeah. Um, even just last season, we were talking about Damian Lillard, and you know he was crucified or whatever for the season before, mm-hmm. and then he came out in the next season and bust Russell Westbrook ass mm-hmm. and hit the game winner over Paul George. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a fan of the journey of right. sports, not just the. Did you win? Did you lose? Did you give your whole heart? Yeah. Did you everything? Did you give everything that you could? And I honestly feel like Kobe did that every single year. Gave everything that he could. I remember, like, just the, like like you said, the journey from him coming to the league when he was seventeen to to the end. I would say some of my most memorable things about him was uh, being happy that when he finally got a ring after Shaq, I felt like. Yeah, like you know how you feel like everybody in sports, like, damn, 
I'm glad you got that. You finally got that accomplishment or that ring or some people didn't do it. You're like, damn, I wish they would have. I was happy because I felt like a lot of people was putting that on. I'm like, he wasn't what he. Like, he wasn't the dude. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> nah, bro. Like, come on now. I mean, we Show get that boy it. Shaq is, is the dude. Don't get me wrong. I love having Shaq there on the squad. Right. But I stayed a Laker fan after Shaq because Kobe was still that dude. I was, I was, I would say that that's when I became a fan more of Kobe, of watching him put everything that he had, um, even even the commercials, even the commercials, the Sprite commercials when he's in the weight room, putting up the the leg presses and all that, and putting the, or the dunk at the foul line with his shoes at the time that was crazy. Um, I thought of another game. Which game? Tay going to kill me on this, uh, but 62 and three quarters. 62 and three, three quarters, yo. 62 and three quarters. He killed the, killed the Mavs mm-hmm. with the, the reigning MVP. Just don't, can't believe they robbed my man Kobe on there. But yeah. with the reigning MVP, killed him. Yeah. And it was like, why you going to go for 80? Oh, I did it again. <laughs> and nigga <laughs> did it like a couple of weeks later. Like, <laughs> you're not supposed to score 62 points on grown men, let alone 81. Like shit, you're just not supposed to do that. Even like, like they sh- they showed a LeBron clip of of him talking about him as he passed the the um the points, and he was saying how it's crazy how everything and every asset of the game that you have no weaknesses, that you pretty much are unguardable in all phases of the game, and yeah. that's that's the, the that's the work ethic that he had that he, that he showed and he brought to the game. I remember one game vividly that me and uh. The humble beast. We was uh, we was out and about, and we went up to one of our friends' house. It was later that night, and they was playing Miami when D Wade and all that. That's the game they won the buzzer beater, mm. and I still remember that to the day because we was going crazy in the living room, like yo, We're like oh shit, wait a minute, can't scream, kids in the house. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing about that that eighty one that I'll I'll never forget uh-huh. is that week. I believe it was that week. Might have been a couple weeks before. I was talk- I was in Atlanta at the time, mm-hmm. and one of the dudes that I was cool with there is from Florida. Okay. So he asked me who was the best player in the league. Of course, my answer is Kobe Bryant. And his answer was, how you going to be the best player in the league? He ain't even the best guard in the league. Dwayne Wade is. Mm. I was like, you right. Well, he has no weaknesses in his game, but he's not Kobe. Right. I'm not going to knock Dwayne Wade. He just he has no weaknesses at that point. Mm-hmm. He's not Kobe. Right. I'm like, all right. And a couple of weeks later, he hit that 81. Dude came up to me like, you know what? I think Kobe is the like. No, you can't call him Kobe <laughs> no more. You can't, you can't think. You gotta you gotta just admit it. You can't just come over here and swallow your pride and be like, I get nah, nigga. You gotta boldly say it. As bold as you said that Wade was the best, you gotta boldly say that. Kobe's the best. I was like, like, you can't even call him Kobe no more. That nigga name is Kobe. Get KB get buckets to right. you now, yo. Because eighty one, It was uh, it's it's almost like that Mamba whole snake kind of fits his whole game too. As finesse as it was, it was so smooth. But then there was a dagger at the same time. You Nobody dunk, gives themselves. You know, a dunk like that would be demoralizing to a team. Like, come on, I could be some bars in somebody's lyrics. Like that shit is. Devastating that you knew something at like a moment like that can kill a whole momentum of a team. Come on now, bro. One more, one more thing, one more story. Like, I'm sorry, I just popped in. Seventeen years old, bold enough to tell Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player in the world at that time. I'm gonna bust your ass. 
<laughs> like seventeen year old high school kid. Right. I'm gonna bust your ass. <laughs> yeah. And then full circle, fifty five. Joy last year. Take this with you to retirement. Fifty five <laughs> points. Like, yo, he pretty much did that. Mm-hmm. And then and, you see how he inspired other people to almost carry that with him. As you remember the the USA team when Kyrie was like. Nigga, I, you can't guard me. And Kobe was like, look, I'm going to tell this little youngster right now. Your coach is going to be over there and talking about, help, help, send him, help. Like, high school you don't want this. You don't want this. Like, and and everybody now, like, is going to carry that with them even more now. I think that's, like, as sad as it is to say, like, this that passing is going to probably fuel a lot of players to even be even more better than what they thought they could. Yeah, I posted in the group, you know, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, you know, y'all y'all claim to be the next Mamba. He gave y'all the keys. I see what y'all do with it. I, I want y'all to win. Do you have a, do you are you crazy enough and do you willing to sacrifice a lot of life? Like That's the thing. Are you willing to sacrifice that? You can't right. just roll out of bed mm-hmm. and drop eighty one. That's work. Right. He practiced those shots many, many times. And are you surrounded by the right people to keep it going for ten plus years? He did a twenty. Can you? Are you good enough? And you crazy enough to put in the type of work to make it as long as he did? Do you have the right people to surround you that that's not going to that's not going to worry about the sacrifice that you have to make to stay in the gym, stay healthy, uh, not be in certain areas that you're not supposed to be? Um, what what can you do as a as a grown person? Because I'm not even going to say just. Um, man, I mean, every woman can carry that same attitude and, and transition to their life goals as well. Are you willing to put that work in and sacrifice? He don't care. He didn't care what type of small detail it was. He can tell you exactly what needed to be done, what play was going to be done, or the feel of the game. And if it, and if he couldn't control the aspect or at least be on top, he was going to change everything about what he needed to do to get back on top. I mean, the scary thing about it is, like, of course, he, he felt like he was that confident and cocky if he felt like if he had Shaq or Spurs wasn't in it, he would have had probably 10 rings. But, hey, I mean, we can we can talk about this whole show about Kobe and, and go forward, but it wouldn't do justice without Humble Beast being here, without yeah. T-Ron being here. So we just going to – Unless you got another story, we can just leave it off like that and mm-hmm. say rest in peace and yeah, rest in peace and okay. condolence yeah. to the fam to all the families that was involved. The tragic day, right? Families, friends, loved ones, all of that. Right. Condolences. We can say we can be here all day. I got you know stories okay. for days. Been a Kobe Bryant fan since I was ten, thirty four. <laughs> like we had stories for days. Yeah. <laughs> to the shoes, to the to the jerseys, to the sleeves, to the Hairstyles, everything he tried to do in L.A. It was like, yeah, and, and and even with the trouble that he was in, that he got into being in that type of city, in L.A. and New York, you and especially Miami, you can get washed. Especially with black, I'm I'm just saying, like in general, like in general, drugs, yeah. like everything, you you can get Probably washed. Like the, the image that they portrayed mm-hmm. which wasn't really. Fair to anybody, any right. young man, black or white, but definitely right. black. 
that he's quote unquote perfect. Right. This this unfair image that Kobe Bryant is the anti AI. Mm-hmm. Basically, AI is the thug, quote unquote. Right. The pretty much everything we're saying, nigga, without saying right. nigga. Exactly. <laughs> and then Kobe is this family guy. He's the closest guy to quote unquote cross over white America because he's from Italy and spoke these different languages and you know talk different. We we'll talk about Mozart. Mm-hmm. AI coming to you with Biggie. Kobe coming to you with Mozart. Exactly. Like, white people kind of connected more with Kobe until that Colorado incident, and then he went to throw yeah. him under the bus and rob him for a couple MVPs. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave it alone because I'm getting mad again. that They robbed my man a couple of times. but And they did. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you can't deny someone's legacy or greatness. It's going to come through no matter what. Right. And like I said, the, the journey to me is more important than the destination. He didn't get robbed in of those MVPs. Who's to know? Who's to say he's gonna get two more rings? And he's just gonna wrestle on his own with three MVPs. And, and the, <laughs> the crazy thing about it is when um, you know, I was on Instagram when they was uh, showing uh, the Rock Nation brunch, and uh, Kevin Hart had did a nice little mm-hmm. powerful speech, and then to the next day to go right to Kobe dying is just like shit. Like, you can go and look for that, that speech that he did and showed everybody about how you want to, you know. How you want to close your book. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, we felt like Kobe's book was just like. Hey, I feel, three more chapters. Yeah. Not even a few. <laughs> I feel like at least like 40 to 50% need to be still yeah. written. Because yeah. he's not going to grow to see his grandkids. He don't know. He can't walk none of his daughters down the aisle and it's just, you know what I mean? That we feel like that book was a, a to be continued that never was never going to be written. That you everybody's waiting to this day around the corner like an Apple phone. Yeah, but that that second chapter, he was already the Academy Award winner. What? <laughs> so he's mm. creative. They got a couple movies and things that's coming out that he already mm-hmm. you know had in the works. Imagine him getting to the age where he felt like he comfortable to step back into the basketball life. Like, maybe want to be a GM or some type of owner. Like, you just don't know where his life could have. You know what's crazy? I don't think so. Why? Because he expects too crazy. much out of you? Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's... Like, the way he's driven for greatness, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, I wouldn't want Ray Lewis to ever get a front office position in the Ravens. But... Niggas too driven for greatness, you mess around and miss a forfeit, too. Or let them convert a four for two. Ray Lewis is breathing down your neck. Like you can't play with that type of expectation. But that expectation <laughs> right there is going to get you somewhere. If you're not that crazy, if you if have that, that skill, driven, <laughs> even if you don't have that skill, if say if he if he if he finds somebody that's that's going to be beside him to go to war with him, but don't have the skill level, don't even have the potential to even meet him halfway. But if that person is that motivated and driven and is going to willing to give his life up. He's going to take that person that's not willing and not uh, giving up. He's going to find a way for you to go with him and go straight ahead. And I can even go back to the time that you said you couldn't, like, that, that same comment of how they shipped Hubbard out of uh, San Fran so quick. Mm-hmm. Because players were like, I can't, 
can't, I can't. I'm getting tired of this attitude. I'm getting tired. It got old. Yeah, being Stanley was like, it got old. What you mean it got old? So you got tired of going to NFC championships? You not, you not willing to put that work in and listen to this dude and and go go back to the uh, championship? Like, nah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure. Like they said with uh, New England, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski was like, "Yo, we're winning. We're not happy, but we're winning." <laughs> and, and that's what, that's what it takes to win. You can you can even get the money and be happy, or you can. I mean, you you can be happy with losing, or you can be miserable driven, and miserable, and <laughs> insane. And at the end of the day, you have a legacy to win. Yeah. Like look at look at Seha. Look at Seha's career. He probably played on a lot of teams that was probably around a lot of players that was driven it at one point. But then at his career going, he was surrounded by a lot of people who were just content, and he expected more. Sure. And then he went to the right team later on in the career where people brought him back was like, all right, come to New England. Shit, they had a problem say out. They might have had a couple more wings what? earlier. <laughs> what? They like a say run and smack had, everything. Say if you had say out early in the two thousand and he was part of at least one or two rings. He'd have retired early. He might have been still living to this day. But that nigga went on past the way he Way, did way past, right. Wait, wait, he probably needed to be done in retirement in the San Diego days, early in like in the mid late nineties. Yeah, truthfully. Yeah, he's running around smacking everything. I remember sure. those days because I mean it's, it's very few mm-hmm. in in the nineties where I was watching football. Right. I mean I would watch the Cowboys, watch Thanksgiving, yeah. but certain players just popped no matter what. And yeah. my favorite players. Well, my favorite defensive player was in that division, Derek Thomas. Mm. And say I would just pop. Even in, like, Madden football game, you play the charges. He's pop, he's going to pop off the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just one of those players that, that does that. And to go mm. into the NFL right now, uh, news hit that um, Phillip Rivers will not be returning to the Los Angeles um, charges. I like that decision. I like the decision, but it's intriguing, especially going into the draft. So, what are your plans? Because right now, your bet, your your starting quarterback is Taylor. Uh, do you believe in Tyrod Taylor? Or are you going to go in the draft, moving up places? Because you're where are they at uh, right now in the so draft I'm, position? I'm trying to look, but I believe you don't even got to move I, from where they are since they missed the playoffs. You have them. You have Bengals, obviously picking number one, right. and. I don't agree with it, but I think they're going to pick Joe Barrow. Mm-hmm. As a Ravens fan, I'm cool with it. Shit. Get Joe Barrow. I ain't afraid of going to a gunslinging fight with Joe Barrow with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Not afraid at all. I'd be terrified if he had to face Miles Garrett twice a year and Chase Young twice a year. That shit would make me like, okay, damn, I'm trying to smack the shit out of my quarterback. <laughs> with that I type would, of... It's- as difficult as it would be, would would be. You would have to see where you want to go as a coach, and the GM. Do you retain Andy Dalton to keep AJ Green? I mean, look, we're gonna get Chase Young to go with Dunlap, Atkins, and maybe get some more defensive guys around here to get you to see if we can make a push. Or do you just want to go ahead and go and we start over? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got you got to look at it as as it, as it that, and. Um, Right now, I just don't think that's the move to start over. Honestly, me looking at Joe Burrow, not just this year, because this year he had a great year and probably the best quarterback year 
ever but in college one, football. But it's only one year, though. But they had the same exact weapons last year without a pro system or the Saints uh, quarterback coach or something like that for the Saints. Mm-hmm. Without that, and he was half of that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he probably, he's going to get a pro system, but he's going to have a worse line. He's not going to have as many receivers as he did. He's not going to have a running – he's going to have a running back that's going to break tackles, but – I don't believe he'll have that. He's not going to have that same defense. He's right. gonna always going to have to keep that pressure up. And certain defenses are too fast. They're going to pick up at the line. Mm. You can't just throw the ball up one-on-one and expect that's going to always to work. Right, and that's exactly what I saw. I mean, you got three three wide receivers that's going to win one-on-one matchups. Easy. Okay. But to With go that. back to San Diego real quick, what place are they in in the draft that's order? That's what I'm trying to No one I can't find. I'm looking at San Diego Chargers. I'm telling you. I said the same thing, too, so I fucked it up for you, too. Um, I don't know why I can easily put the Rams with L.A., but I can't put the Chargers in L.A. at all. That's crazy. I can never put them in L.A. They six. They picking six. Six. Prime place to get Tua or Justin Herbert, the MVP of the, the senior bowl. They wouldn't have did it without um, knowing. So, what, so Cincinnati, Washington, Detroit, New York, yeah. Miami, Los Angeles. Yeah. Now. So, like I said, you got Miami that's going to look for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's ahead of you. And Joe Burrow. Pretty much his number one pick locked in for Cincinnati. As, unless you're expecting to give up a lot because you know at third, then you can either jump Miami and get the quarterback that you want and get in front of New York and Detroit, or you can just sit back and just see how the cards are played and be like, okay, Miami's going to get Herbert or whoever or Tua or whoever and we get the third best. I'm looking at a mock draft by Bucky Brooks, and he got Tua coming off at five and Herbert coming off at six. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that, honestly, okay. because I feel like Miami has Fitzpatrick for another year, if I'm not mistaken. And I think Tua needs to sit for a year to get his hook completely right. Or and they can go st- with Josh still, Rosen. Yeah, you still got Josh Rosen under the cards to see what he want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Tua needs to sit. I don't think Tua really works at the Chargers since they moved. They moved off their starting quarterback, mm-hmm. unless you're giving Tyrod Taylor a year. Now, if you're if you're the um, Chargers, do you retain most of your offense, or do you let Melvin Gordon walk, or do you try to make a, a offer to him to try to keep some type of prime offense, or do you let Eckler be the main and have a um, draft where you can just get a second or third round pick in that spot right there? A, I think a, it depends on what Gordon is asking for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when Gordon came back, it didn't change much mm-hmm. off of what Eckler was giving him already. Okay. So if Gordon feel like he could t- touch the mark and he get something better, mm-hmm. I'll let him touch the mark and I'll go with Eckler. Okay. And then just draft linemen and everything else that would need. Because San Diego has a good roster. They pretty much have two of everything. They have two running backs right now. They have two good wide receivers right now. And they got two good pass rushers right now. They got two good safeties right now. Like they pretty much have two good of everything. 
and they just need that quarterback that can be mobile enough. And you need the you, you need a quarterback that's intriguing to the receivers that you got there. Because you just picked up uh, um, what's the what's the receiver they picked up last year? Uh, um, I know you got Keenan Allen there, and I was thinking Mike. You got Wilder. Keenan Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, and, and uh, you got a tight end that's never healthy. They got done from Emmitt last year. No, 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 no. no. That's the only wide receiver they got last year. But you, about the year before. You got a uh, matter of fact, yeah. The receiver they had the year before went to Oakland. My bad. Yeah. So you got to get a receiver that's going to be willing to, of course, make Keenan Allen happy. Still have a long enough arm to get it to Mike Williams because he's a deep threat here and there. To not just break up that team. So you, that move kind of puts him in a bind, but it doesn't at the same time. You see how fresh they go. Now. Flip it to Phillip Rivers. He moved. He moved back to Florida. What is his options? Do you think? I haven't watched a lot of them last year. Was Phillip Rivers hurt, or he just? No, he wasn't hurt. He was just forcing shit like he usually do. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, a gunslinger. Which team that could be like? Cause he's not. He's not. He's not ready to retire. He's not one of those dudes. And I, I believe he can get a spot. Could he go to Tampa? Uh, let's see the quarterbacks. Don't you see teams that need a quarterback right now? Am I saying the Colts? He could be there. Colts, yeah. He can, he can take that. He can he can take that spot. But who knows? I mean, um, Colts have the 13th place in the um in the draft. Tampa Bay had the 14th spot in the draft. Um. It just all depends on the GM and Bruce Arians. Are they tired of the, the, the turnovers? Uh, are you going to be like, let's start off fresh with somewhere else and give you an opportunity to go somewhere else and get, get good? Tannehill's a free agent. I don't think he's leaving Tennessee, but he's a free agent, correct? He probably is. Okay. Um, but they, there you go. There you go. Um, Mariota believes that he, get, he can get another opportunity somewhere and, and try to make a start. Mm-hmm. Who's to say Denver? Denver's not a good spot. Stay in the division to – to give um, Locke a little bit more time. I think they like Luck there. Yeah. And I don't think you go Luck, mm-hmm. Flacco, Rivers. You cutting Flacco. Flacco gone? You got to cut him. I mean, I don't know how I'm much. I'm not saying you got to cut him, but you fill up Rivers over Flacco. What you want to do? Well, call the Sutton. Point, well, yeah. 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 Um, Chicago. Chicago only a quarterback. I actually had Cam going to Chicago for some other reason. I could just see Cam at Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that could be a nice spot for Carolina. If you expect to get rid of Cam and trade him for a value, that could be a nice spot for um, for him. Shit, Washington. I thought they like the quarterback they got they, now. Exactly, but he's young. Who's to say he can come in? I mean, you didn't have Case Keenum. You didn't have Alex Smith. All to compete and win them um, spots, but you still have a young black quarterback that you invested in. I mean, these are all potential teams. And then we can go down the line to, depending on if, uh, I don't want you to get mad. If Drew Brees retire, that's a good spot for him to be at. And um, here's, the, here's the disclaimer on that, mm-hmm. though. Y'all know I'm not a New Orleans Saints fan. 
No, I'm with Drew Brees, yeah, friend. That's what I'm saying. So if Drew Brees retired, saying, I really don't understand what happened in that team. I just, no, no, no. I'm just saying as he retired. Yeah. Just yeah. him retiring it just makes you quiver no matter what. Yeah, him retiring, yeah. yeah I'm not saying so. about the same. I'm but, saying that, I mean, that, Phil that can go there. for, for Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah, Phil can go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, and yeah. I think Taysom. I think he'll go with Taysom Hill over Phil at this point. I'm just saying. It's the options. There's options for him. Yeah. All right, let's get off of him. You want to go to the Redskins or you want to jump into the Super Bowl or leave the Super Bowl last? Leave the Super Bowl for last. Let's okay. Play GM for the for the Redskins. Yeah. GM for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. So, Redskins, the second pick. Um, last week, I, I was adamant on... Cincinnati either drafting Chase Young or trading that number one pick. I really don't want Joe Barrow. If I was a Cincinnati GM, I wouldn't want Joe Barrow. But let's just say, as most people think, Joe Barrow is the number one pick. Number two pick, easily Chase Young. Easily. I'm not even second guessing. As soon as they say, if there's a first pick, they select Joe my card is in with Chase Young. Matter of fact, I'm writing it before they say it. Just I'll rip it up. They have, As they say it, I'm handing that goddamn card in. They have the opportunity to be San Fran and Is that I'm about to say that front is gonna be ridiculous, Jonathan Allen and Chase Young. Jonathan Allen, Chase Young And Montez Sweat. You still got sweat <laughs> and you still got pain. You got Bruh, pain. That right front there. will be ridiculous. So Kerrigan will leave. Right. He will leave. He'll end up somewhere in fucking like New England. <laughs> that's uh, typical that's shit. A, that's a double-edged sword. Right. I, I haven't given New England anybody yet. I hope they don't get any free agents. But he the type of player that be had that last little bit of the years that he'll go to New England somewhere. Right. Get the most out of my brother check. Um, to have that imaginable, and you still have Collins, I want to see what Re, um, Ron does and see if he wants to keep uh, the cornerback. And it be bring his system in. It's not it's Norman, right? Yeah, Josh really Norman. Yeah, and see if he brings the system in because it seems like he's on thin ice in that organization, not living up to the money fit. that he gave. He doesn't. But with Ron coming in, he knows how to get the best out of Josh Norman. That's yeah. probably a, a good matchup to be yeah. back right with. Yeah. Now you have to look at it from the offensive uh, state. You don't know what you want with that left tackle. Me, particularly, I think he's overrated. I've been saying that for a while. Since, since the RG3 days. Sure. Yes. Okay. I think he's overrated. He's not the left tackle that people think he is. Okay. And maybe the Redskins feel the same way by not giving him the money and not protecting him like they should. Sure. Um, you don't know what you're going to do running-wise because you can't trust Gus sick? Edwards. He had cancer. Okay. I don't want to give him cancer. <laughs> he had he All had right. cancer. All right. <laughs> didn't know it until they did more tests and then they they treated it. Okay. Um. You don't know what you're gonna get out of Gus Edwards because he stayed injury prone. You don't. You, after, you, after a while, you want to move forward. The best lineman that you have in your team is Sheriff. Sheriff, sure, right? And you still don't know what you want to do at quarterback. So, to think of it as we just doing one pick, right? Uh, pick, free agent. Um, who should they keep? 
I'm about to pull up who's that free agent. But yeah, like I said, draft. I'm definitely targeting Chase Young. Yeah, and it's a no-brainer. He's a he's a Maryland native. Right. Um. Shit. He can come there and instantly bring a spark to the defense. That's not that bad. I mean, pretty much you held one of them, even though it was raining, they was on the same field. You held South France, San France, nine points. Imagine what what uh, what Chase can do to your team, to that defense, third and long, and you know you got sweat coming on the other side. You can't double team them both. You can't leave them on a, a easy front, five man front. Right. And it's going to be crazy, and it's going to get that push up for Payne or uh, Jonathan Allen. Come on now, you got to have all of them on the field. And I think with that, I think Josh Norman, if he stays in that in that system, he's going to be the corner that people remind. He's going to be able to take those those aggressive shots that uh, that um, Sherman is taking. Even though he's in the cover three, he can take those aggressive shots because of that front four. Um, so let's see. Oh, I have no idea. Club options. Okay. Um, so they're notable. Notable free agents are Brandon Scherf, who we just mentioned. I don't think he's going anywhere. Sign or tag. Um, Vernon Davis, who's 36. Bye. Chris Thompson, running back. Case Keenum, 32. Eric Flowers. Uh, Colt McCoy is 33. That nigga 33? Yeah. Yeah, Texas, that nigga was like 40. Texas, Alabama was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um Adrian Peterson's 35. He, they have a club option on him. Donald Penn is 37. Bye. Um, DRC, Rogers Cromartie is 34. Mm-hmm. Tony Bergstrom, lineman. John Bostick, 20. That line is old. God damn. Yeah. Except for Surf and. Flowers, but uh, Tony Bergstrom and uh, Donald Penn, they 37 and 34. Right? That's just an old-ass line. How the fuck you think the Raiders got rid of him? Because he still <laughs> act like he was big shit and he wanted money. And they were like, nigga, you going to go here and take your old ass somewhere? <laughs> so, yeah, Bostick is 29. Colvin is 28. Um, you know, Wendell Smallwood is 26. He mm-hmm. still can give you an option as a scat back. Nobody else really of a, a note. That's like, all right, you got to move franchise to get him. So, yeah, I think you, you franchise tag Brandon Scherf. I hate to say it, but let AP walk just because it's AP. Mm-hmm. Eric Flowers is your guard. I think you let him touch the market. At 26, I don't think he's top of the line guard. And maybe John Bostic. You saw anybody else who can walk that walk. You said I ain't trying to sign no 34-year-old corner except for the goddamn Ravens for Brandon Clark. <laughs> yeah, chill. <laughs> chill. Okay. All right. That's cool. I mean, there's nothing too much more to talk about the Ravens. I mean, uh, Redskins because that's pretty much open-shut case. You already know what they're going to get in the draft. Is um, 
what Ron wants to do with the team at this point. And um, I only, yeah, yeah, yeah. So any, I don't know if you know any of the top free agents that's coming out, but you didn't need you should target anything in free agency. Uh, I would say uh, definitely a uh, tight end. I need a younger tight end, either draft or free agency, because Vernon Davis, he still can put in some work, but I need him off the team yeah, to, grow, to grow with the team. Um, it has to be left tackle. You need to figure out what you want to do left tackle-wise. Either bite the bullet and, and pay for overpriced Trent Williams or find find your, find your a replacement. Find a replacement somewhere. Uh... That's the most needs because you need to, if if uh, if Haskins is your guy for the future, you need to find a way to protect. Him. Let him get some time with chemistry. So get a tight end for a scapegoat to give him some rhythm throws. He already got the, you could say the emerging receiver that he's comfortable with. Um, he just got to get some rhythm throws with him with a, a scapegoat as a tight end. Hmm. They could talk a great. Greg Robertson, uh, left tackle, twenty seven years old, out of uh, play for the Browns now. I mean, yeah. you could target, but I mean, anybody else kind of. Oh, you got Jason Peters, thirty eight; Andrew Whitworth, thirty eight; no. Costanzo, thirty two; no. Beecham is thirty; uh, DJ Humphreys, left tackle. Arizona can't pick a left tackle to save their goddamn life. I don't know <laughs> if I would trust DJ Humphreys. Um, Chris Clark, like, you know, Houston line is some trash, mm-hmm. and he he's thirty four. Mm-hmm. You might have to that's gonna have to be addressed a second round. I don't know about any of these left tackles that's coming because for if, real. At, the, at that age, they either trying to get a ring or try to get a, a help backup payday, right. and that's what they trying to do at this time. So, especially in their early thirties, they either looking for a payday or a team that they definitely know they're gonna try to make a contention of a ring. Off the board, yeah. I think you look at another offense. I think you then you can look for offensive tackle or trade back. I wouldn't mind trading back. I wouldn't mind trading trading back, especially if you can, if you can like have a team, like sell them, sell their whole house, as like uh, the Bears did, mm-hmm. or um, anybody who wants to move up and get Bears, a quarterback. Redskins. I'm trying to think who else came up for that 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 second pick. I don't think Bert Lord for Bisky better not better than the goddamn number two pick. <laughs> well, I'm saying like, but yeah, just, just the, the trade everything. That we felt like that can move up and get that number up, one two right. pick. And feel like they can get that. Because I feel a, like you can go anywhere with offensive tackle. You can get uh, Georgia. You can get dude out of Iowa. Um, Willis, I think his name is, or Wilkes or something. I feel like, but to look at Cincinnati to go back and backtrack, they're going to be pressured to get Burrow anyway. Yeah. Because Cleveland got their saber and, and Bacon Mayfair. I don't believe in him, but others do. They feel like he just need a better coach to be under his wing. We have Lamar Jackson. He see what he done in his career already in the second year. And they wanted, Cincinnati is trying to do what they can do to stay with the Joneses and 
be over um, Pittsburgh because their future is nowhere near what ours is. Right. As the whole in the AFC North. Right. They either can win now or win in the next year if Ben doesn't retire or they shit out of luck in the future because they know they don't have the, the quarterback on the bench to really Move do what forward. they need to do. I mean, do. I ain't trying to shit on Ryan Finley, but he I, not the answer for going forward. I don't give a fuck who, who they <laughs> is on that bench right now. Ain't none of them niggas is viable backups. Mm. Basically, teams. with I think Baltimore window as AFC North champions is wide open until – Pittsburgh get their shit together, or Cleveland get theirs together. Mm. But I think it's still wide open. And at that point, Cincinnati's playing against the field. Yeah. So you got to get back in contention with AFC North first. Right. Or else you just have no shot at playoffs, honestly. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, going into Super Bowl week, what are your, uh, what's your, what's your pick? Uh, Score and concerns. Bruh, I am completely down the middle with this game. What? Completely down the middle with this game. You ain't got one team that you can pick? The team that I want to win uh-huh. is the 49ers. Yeah. I want the 49ers to win. Why do, you, why do you want the 49ers to win? Um, I like Kyle Shanahan first and foremost. I think he's coach of the year. To me, I think he's coach of the year. You like him? Why? Why do you like Kyle Shanahan? Other than the reasons why he's a coach of the year. I think he's a good game planner. Um, Kyle Shanahan built his team. Well, Jason um, John Lynch built the team as well. But basically, how the Ravens with that that same mindset: we're gonna run the ball. And we're just going to outpower you, basically. And he has that mantra. And shit, before he went away from the running game with Monster, he was pretty much out raving the Ravens. <laughs> and I just, I think he has that. And then with their defense on the other side, if they get a lead, that defense is relentless. You just not. Because they, one, they're playing zone. So they're watching where Mahomes is going. Mm-hmm. Their eyes is on Mahomes. I mean, it's going to be on what? Uh, Cheetah, what's his name? Tyreek Hill, gotcha. of course. But they're able to watch Mahomes and all these little no-look passes, you know, ain't going to work like their back is to him. They know where that ball is going. They can read these things. They can pick that up. And he's not going to have that much time to throw the ball if they have a lead. And their pass rush is relentless. So that's pretty much why I'm going San Fran. Last year, I went offense with the Rams, and mm-hmm. it was a defensive Super Bowl, and obviously the defense won mm-hmm. last year. This year, I'm going defense, and just my luck, it'd be a goddamn offensive shootout, and Jimmy the G ain't prepared for offensive shootout <laughs> if, it's, if it goes that way. <laughs> um, so what's the X factor for you? For the – I'm calling the Rams. What are they? I'm about to say the red team. God damn, both of them red. Hold on. Kansas City. City. There we go. For Kansas City, Chris Jones and Frank Clark. I think those two shutting down the run and forcing Jimmy to beat them is going to be their X factor on defense. Offense, come on, they got track stars. You You in the track meet. 
all day. <laughs> so can they outrun everybody? Yeah, they can. But again, you got to read what's going on with that zone and lead them to perfect spots in that zone. Put the ball directly on them, which Patrick Mahomes with that goddamn candy he got on his arm, he can do that. Mm-hmm. But I think, say, out thinking their zone and putting the ball on the money is the key for Kansas City offensively and defensively. Um, for 49ers, run the ball, control the clock. Um, basic shout out to to Remy. I remember he used to say, "Call it Remy ball. Just run the ball left, right, up the middle. Just keep running the ball, and keep them off the off the field, and have your defense get three and outs if, at at any cost. Get them three and outs. Do not let Patrick Mahomes get a rhythm where he can find these quarterback. I mean, find these receivers and score twenty one. If they score twenty one points in any quarter, they won a the game." I'm going with the Chiefs, and the X factor. I'm, I'm gonna go back. What's the X factor with me? Would be Andy Reid. I believe. Um, I think that's. I think that's even for me. I like Andy. I like Kyle. Yeah, I, I think it's. I'm not saying it's time, but I, I think he's going to push the envelope with Pat Mahomes to the point where they're going to be clicking. And even Tennessee didn't get them off the field. They got themselves off the field, right. even when they were down. Andy and we. Said. <laughs> right, and we done seen them down in multiple occasions in all phases of, the, of this playoffs, down by 24, down by 10 and, and 17 to the point where, okay, we got this. No worry, we good. They down 10 twice, and they come back and win. Um, I don't believe they will be phased by that defense as everybody else is. I'm not saying that they won't get to him or they won't get him out the pocket. But I believe they should be worried about that because that's when he's more explosive. Right. Because they like to look and keep everything in front of them. But then when you get Sherman to start having to run with somebody, as the Vontae Adams eventually got past him and he had to run to try to catch up, you can see that ACL is still hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's the reason why he went from wide receiver to corner at the Stanford. I mean, you ain't got – he ain't a fast wide receiver. Right. <laughs> And he he's a keeps, fast corner. He's not a fast wide receiver. He keeps the, the sideline and, and everything in front of him so he can jump in and, and be on top of receiver. Right. Um, I go back to the stats from 2018. when uh, this, is, this is last year's um, season. The score was Kansas City 38, San Fran 27. The game was over pretty much at halftime. And... San Fran made a comeback in the third quarter, but it still was out of reach because you had Pat Mahomes shredding that defense. Yeah. Same defensive scheme, same cover three. Sherman was in the game. The only difference is you had you didn't have D Ford, but you still had that good front four. Or a little racist, yo. Or a little racist, yo. But you still <laughs> had one on the field. You still had the defensive schemes, and he kept shredding them up. Um, even from Garoppolo, he was 20 out of 30 for 251 with two touchdowns. Bretta had 90 yards um, on the field for nine yards of carry, 10, 10 attempts. Um, Morris had – Alfred Morris had 14 carries for 67 yards, average four, four and 8.8 with a touchdown. Even Garoppolo had three carries for 23 yards. Kittle had five receptions for 79 
and he was spreading the ball around, but it didn't matter because the Chiefs was just throwing that shit like it was crazy. You had Pat Mahomes with 24 out of 38 for 314, three touchdowns. Hunt had 18 carries for 44 yards. Probably should have less. They probably would have blew him out even more. But he had two touchdowns in that game. Hmm. So Watkins had two carries for 20 yards. Kelsey killed them niggas with eight receptions for 144. So with that, that same scheme and him being familiar with that scheme and, and seeing front fours consistently here and there, I, I believe that you're going to have to blitz. And if you blitz like you post to and you don't get to him, right. that secondary ain't shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. It's the scheme. That scheme is sit, making you sit back and jump on shit because you see everything in front of you. You're not right. scared of getting blown past you because you feel like your front four is going to get there and the ball's coming out. What if you don't get there? What if, what if Pat Mahomes scrambled out and you just sitting in that zone? Okay, that's five yards run. That's six yards run. Oh, you don't want to do that. Because if you're sitting back and if you're giving me that cover three look and you still, then you try to play press, mm-hmm. track me, mm-hmm. press, nigga, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit back there, throw that bitch and keep it moving. Like Revis, I mean, I, I don't agree with what Revis. I agree with what he said. I don't agree with how he attacked it. But Revis was 100% correct. Sherman, you had to cover it. You had to cover against these boys. I <laughs> I agree with what he said, but I don't like when he said it. I don't even. If he said it in the offseason and he was like, nigga, you ain't what you think you are, then I'd have been like, okay, you got an argument. Right. But I can say the same thing about it's, it's the system that you win. Revis wasn't. All that great when he left the uh, the fucking um, the Jets. Jets. Right. It was in that restaurant system when he Man, was blitzing. And he, same he thing ain't with him. That much. Even though he traveled, he traveled and he stayed in a certain spot where he knew all he had to do was turn around and jump on the ball because his shit was coming out. Right. His technique and how he maneuvered on that sideline was great. But Sermon just sits on top of the receiver and stays on one side. Right. One is great and mad, and one is great and Right. I mean, it is what it is. It's, but you still, at the end of the day, you're just not going to throw that down the field on Sherman when he got on top of the receiver. Right. Yeah, it's not but like it's an easy day throwing on exactly. Sherman. But to, <laughs> but to negate that, double moves. But you can't do that with that front forward time. Right. I believe that offensive line is getting more chemistry. I've been saying, I've been challenging that offensive line since Pat Mahomes been in the league starting and saying that he's been putting a Band-Aid over that weak offensive line, but they're getting better because he's holding the ball longer now. Mm-hmm. And he's, no matter what they're doing. I believe Tennessee had a good plan. They just couldn't do nothing at the time. If I'm not mistaken, Tennessee turned the ball over, and that's where it got completely out of hand where they couldn't just go to Derrick Henry. They turned the ball over? I believe that's what happened. They gave him a short field or... I, I can't say that because I was in the hospital mm. with family, mm-hmm. so I didn't watch the whole first half. I watched the second half. Matter of fact, I watched when they took the lead before halftime mm-hmm. and then the rest of the half. Yeah, I think when it was up like 17-0 or 17-7, mm-hmm. they had turned the ball over and got Mahomes right up in that, that rhythm. Was it an interception? I think it was an interception by Tannehill. I'm not mistaken. Or it was a short punt. One of the two. Okay. It gave them a short field, and they got that rhythm. And mm-hmm. you could see once they scored 14, and then they scored 21, 17 at the half, 
it was over. Your game plan is gone now because you can't just sit back and run because these niggas is frying you. So if San Francisco can keep it to that ground game and keep the lead ahead of them and get them off the field three, four, five play drives, they can win this. I believe Shanahan's been doing a great job of keeping the ball out of Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. Yeah. And people won't say, like, oh, that's disrespectful, especially San Fran fans that just want to be fans and not listen to it. At the end of the day, you see how they get their screens and they get in the end of rounds to Debo and making sure the ball keeps flowing upfield. You start putting that ball in Jimmy's hand, I think he's uh, probably more mobile Kirk Cousins at times. Yeah, I was just about to say Kirk. I think he's a better Kirk Cousins to me. What's what's a better Kirk Cousins at the end of the day? Like, that's a more mobile. You might well say more mobile. You can't say better, uh, worse clutch person. I mean, that's that's not how I'm uh, – you guys free our phrase it better. Uh, yeah, I could say more mobile Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I, can I say I, I trust Jimmy more than I would trust Kirk Cousins outside of one o'clock window? <laughs> I don't. I do. Because I've seen where he's when, – when it's on the line and he needs to come back, where he just looked like – Phillip Rivers at times. He'll throw that bitch into the other person's hand. I've seen that, and I've also seen Kirk Cousins do the same thing. Oh, well, you know, I've been seeing that shit from Kirk Cousins since <laughs> the Redskins, so I ain't right. really. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I don't think even one of them, if they got to make a major comeback, could do it. I, I think this is but, this, this first quarter is going to be like, if it ain't like how you said, like a shootout, then it's going to be a low-scoring tactical game, and niggas going to be like, damn, what the fuck somebody scored? I'm like, the hell's going? But if you just really watch what they doing coaching wise, you're like, yo, this, this shit right here is good. Yeah, it's, it's the ultimate chess match. Yeah. And like people was mad at the Super Bowl last year. I'm like, yo, it's the ultimate chess match. Who going? Who going to do it? Mm-hmm. And then they started running the ball down their throat and got that touchdown. I'm like, oh shit, y'all, y'all lost it. <laughs> yeah. You see how it? Because they made that adjustment, that last adjustment, that last tweet in the late game on both sides, won it. Of the, on both sides of the field. To yeah, call they, that blitz. So Gimbo all had to do was turn his head around it and find the, the ball because he knew it was coming out early. Right. And to to trust that they're not covering a certain angle, so I'm going to keep throwing to this person because he's going to get open on third down and I'm going to eventually throw it to Grunt. It's, it's clutch. Um, so you got San Fran by? I got San Fran by seven. Mm-hmm. It's had a close game. I just think they milk the clock and control everything. And if – by some miraculous reason, they need Jimmy G to throw the ball 20 times, he can get it done. If they need him to throw a 50, it's a wrap. I think we might see a flop of what we've been seeing. So, I think Kansas City is going to go up early, and then we're going to have to see San Fran do everything different defensive-wise and see if they can make a couple stops for San Fran to come back and make this game interesting. Mm-hmm. Because we've been seeing San Fran blow out and will be ahead and then eventually blow out the teams that they've been playing with in their last two games in Green Bay and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, one physical team and one kind of passive team, they didn't manhandle them both. And now we didn't see Kansas City had, had to fight back from two teams that believed they had the momentum and the right team to be on that side to have be up and they come back and win those games. I think – Florida State. They, Huh? Says so go to state all over. You think you got a lead? <laughs> it looked like one. That's <laughs> ain't no lead. <laughs> you can model, That's a perfect analogy. You can call Kansas City the go to state of football. Yeah, 
You think you got to leave. It, it looked like it. Right. Yeah, yeah, niggas down by 14 right now. Exactly. Watch this shit, like three minutes. <laughs> um, Pro Bowl, do you have anything to say about that? Um, um, other than Lamar Jackson winning offense MVP? That was pretty much the highlight of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the name on Twitter. Um, was quick. I mean, as my man T.I. said, expeditiously. <laughs> jumped out there when Lamar didn't look good on the uh, precision passing and the, the skills showdown. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, didn't this dude just win MVP and drove for 66% in the actual, like, real season? Right. Why y'all killing this man on passing? Because they want to kill him regardless. No didn't say anything when he won MVP offensive with two touchdowns and 168 yards in, what, two quarters, I think? Right. Like, you, y'all quiet then. So um, like people just still wanna I don't care what, what happened, like no matter what this kid can win and that's I said I wasn't gonna say how I feel about Lamar until he actually got a payday Because the last quarterback everybody loved him when he won the Super Bowl, but as soon as that nigga signed the check, I ain't like flag over right. nigga just got hot. Soon as soon as Reed <laughs> left and niggas was leaving retire He's like, oh, nah, man, you, you can't do that, but you're not looking at the whole aspect of what the team was trying to do. And you can't name a quarterback in the draft or at the time in the, in the next few years. You'd be like, yeah, I trust that move. Let sure. Blacko go and we can get this quarterback. You know what no. I'm saying? Y'all, y'all must love some goddamn cost of poem because that's who y'all was going to get. <laughs> that's what y'all was going to get. No receivers. I must love cost of poem. If we ain't give Joe Flacco 100, Arizona's going to give Joe Flacco that 100. <laughs> As a Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. Come on, Joe. Arizona's giving him that 100. We'd have been stuck with paying cost of home with an 80. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I liked about the Pro Bowl is Lamar Jackson being um, mic'd up and him talking to everybody. Everybody showing him love for both the NFC, the AFC, all around. You can tell, he one, he's going to be here for a round. And then, two, you see the conversation he had for with uh, Deshaun Watson. And they both already thinking about working. Because right. they already talking, well, yo, where you going to be at? Yeah, I'm going to be down here. Are you going to be down here? I'm going to be down here too. Let's let's link up so we can get better. He said, no, for sure, for sure. So you see what I already know because they both feel like they both should have been in the AFC Championship. With Deshaun Watson feeling like he let a 24 lead slip and let that momentum come back and them not scoring again, letting all them unanswered points. When Lamar Jackson felt like he let the – team and city down by giving the ball over and not playing to himself and and letting the momentum take away from the team, even the, the coaches from that point. So you you see where they're not going to let just this loss fuel them. They're trying to be great, and they feel like they know what time it is. They they, they are the epitome of the mom attitude, and they're just going to continue to work on that craft and get better. Clay Travis is the Fox Sports guy that was talking trash about Lamar and his accuracy. He can talk all the way to it. One thing you can't take away from him is offensive MVP and, a, and most valuable player. Yeah, He's going right. to have it under the belt when some not going to ever get that to The quarterbacks yeah. that you love the most. All right, I was like, Josh Rosen can throw the ball. What's the last that nigga black? ain't gonna ever be the goddamn MVP. <laughs> other than other than Pat Mahomes, what's the last uh, black MVP quarterback that you know? McNair, I, we McNair, back. but <laughs> by himself, right? 
had a co-MVP. He's co-MVP because Peyton Manning was hurt. So at the while, it's going to be looking like, all right, you can arguably see, like, all right, Russell Wilson might have it a year, and then it's going to be either him or it's going to be Sean Watson, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, depending on where he keep doing in this mm-hmm. future. Yeah, where he keep going. Because um, Sean Watson up. walked into a cornerstone having number one season. Uh, Pat Mahomes had the arm, but he had a number one tight end that he could rely on with the speed of Tariq Hill merging to a, a good number one X factor, why, whatever you want to put him at with getting the acquisition of getting Watkins. Right, You're still trying to figure cool. out what you want the pieces for of Lamar Jackson, but you know the main pieces is running that rock. Running the ball and hitting those tight ends. Please, right. please use both tight ends next year. I, but please then look, use both. <laughs> go back to the, like you, they talk about the precision passing. That pass he threw to Kenan Allen was fucking beautiful. It's money. Was beautiful. I'm like, I know, but if you get comfortable with that, you're going to be a bad motherfucker, right. boy. I'm trying to tell you. That was on the money. And I was like. Between right. two people. Like, <laughs> man, Kenan Allen said, man, I don't want to play with Sandy or Los Angeles. Right? Go get that nigga. Yo. Hey, Sneed, you got to leave. <laughs> Robert, you got to leave, too. Let's get that nigga some money. Rob is going anyway. Fuck, Fuck. that nigga. <laughs> Shit. Jefferson. All right, nigga. See y'all later. Right. Tavion and Chuck. Y'all, y'all get y'all shit together. I'll draw y'all to BWI. On me. <laughs> Free charge. Where you want to go? Elliot, get your shit together. Come on now. I'll see y'all. Wherever y'all want to go. <laughs> shit, um, I'll be a personal Uber driver to get fucking Keenan Allen over here in this offense. Woo-hoo. Somebody know. Yeah, because he didn't, he didn't hurt my heart. Plenty of times before right. they coming to San Diego to Baltimore and killing us certain ways. Yeah. Um, you got any more? Uh, um, I had a YBD, but I didn't watch the whole story of it. But uh, um, Cleveland Browns, former Kansas City Chiefs running back. Kareem Hunt, back on the news, back messing with the cops again. They pull him over. He got drugs and alcohol in the car. Talked about, I should I should have been at the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, had, what was that nigga name? He was on our team just, uh, and he got cut, the receiver. What was his nigga name? Floyd? Yeah. He had yeah. one of his moments? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my I got to watch the video, but... He said, you see him say, I should have been at the Super Bowl. This nigga was clearly under something. I don't know if he was high, drunk, both, what. But come on, Kareem. And you, you back home. You you in Cleveland. This is this is your house. Like, get ready for the season. Help Baker out. Don't don't put that on, on, on film. You big dummy. So what about uh? You got anything? I know you you advocate baseball player fan. If you got anything to say about the Houston situation before we get out of here? No, I haven't paid attention to that season, that mm-hmm. series, or I'm sorry, that situation. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's some some loser mentality. That's anti Mamba mentality. What they trying to put for the Dodgers to get those two rings? Mm-hmm. Like nigga, y'all didn't win them. They made a cheated job, but y'all didn't win them. Why would they should just be vacant if anything? Right. Why would y'all get rewarded two rings that you didn't Especially win? Especially to the to 
Boston beat that team. So why the word fuck is you worried about that? You lost. <laughs> you should have won. Uh, you should have put in more effort, and it would have been it is what it is. One thing, and I hate this about Hall of Fame baseball voting. One person didn't vote for Derek Jeter to get in the Hall of Fame. And I have no idea. Probably some Boston Globe writer. But, like, I don't don't get the notion that all of these players aren't getting in unanimous. Like, who looks at Cal Ripken and be like, no, that ain't no Hall of Famer. (laughs) Like, who looks at that and says that? Like, I can get, even though it's wrong, I can get T.O. I can understand Chris Carter. Michael Irvin, you know, not getting unanimous. Derek Jeter, though, in New York, five rings, MVP, silver glove, uh, slugger, Mr. 3000, Mr. Clutch, the captain, not a Hall of Famer by one person? Like, how? (laughs) I don't get it. Especially the year before, that same person probably said Mariano Rivera was a Hall of Famer. Because he got in unanimous. But Marion Rivera don't play every day like Jeter did. Like that 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 pisses me off. And I think King Griffin was short too. Maybe the injuries I, I can understand. He was hurt too much, maybe. But Seattle Griffey? Come on, I ain't nobody in the league better than that. There was very few that was messing with Griffey when in the field and batting. And just at impact. But the bat was hats, like in the, the Griffey shoes. Like he just had an impact mm-hmm. for sports that made people watch it that didn't really watch it. Right. So to say that that's not a Hall of Famer, like I just don't get the notion of why it's an issue that baseball players don't get in unanimous. Like I never understood that. Mm-hmm. You said something about before we get out here. You said something about T.O. real quick, like how you understand there was a. a, a a post on sideline talk that people was talking about. If you had to start your, what they said, did you have to start your uh, franchise with one of these receivers? And they said T.O. Boss or such and such. And a lot of people were saying, you know, T.O. Hmm. It had like multiple receivers on there. But I wanted to notion like people were saying it's disrespectful. It's not even say T.O. And I want to put pinpoint on that. Why is it disrespectful for your preference not to have T.O. on your team if you that's your, not your if that's not that's not if that's not your first option? I think people have the notion that Moss is better, and he he may be. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, if I'm starting my my team off with a receiver that's not Jerry Rice. It's Larry Fitzgerald. Because Larry Fitzgerald is not going to throw your franchise under the bus if your quarterback sucks. Or lead the, the league in drops. Or lead the league in drops. Or drop anything. You might lead the league in tackles before you lead the league in drops. Like, yeah. But just the, the attitude and the, to, the will to win, the professionalism that Larry brings. Not saying that T.O.'s not professional or the narrative of T.O. or whatever. Mm-hmm. My... Thing on it is, like I said, Larry Fitzgerald is professional, loyal, and is not going to throw his teammates under the bus. 
if you got a rookie quarterback. If you got a quarterback that's maybe up in age and not as good as he used to be, mm-hmm. that's not good, period. You've seen Larry do nothing but catch 100 catches a year, 90 catches a year, no matter who's throwing him the football. With T.O., eh, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati, Philly to some extent, shit ain't going right, under the bus. I can't start a team with that. That's just not how I would start a team. Right. Like, they asked Flacco um, a while ago, would you want to play with T.O.? You could tell everything in him was saying, no, nah, I don't want anything. <laughs> but it was like, well, we, we got to see how he would work with the guys. And if it's a fit, I wouldn't mind doing it. But, and they don't want to play with him. Right. <laughs> Because if Flack, Flacco had these moments, especially in October, I had no idea what it was. Complete shit. He's going to throw five interceptions a game. Right. <laughs> it's going to come. It's going to be one of those days where he throws five interceptions. Mm-hmm. Like I always say about Joe Flacco when we had him. If you think Flacco is great, if you think he's terrible, just give it a minute. He's going to prove you right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to both ends of the spectrum. Right. And T.O. is not going to play with a quarterback like that. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald, easy. Easy to play with a quarterback like Joe. I just don't get like how people looked on. You, well, being a Raven fan, and you hated Joe Flacco. And you put the comments on him saying that he felt like he was elite. Well, that was just the nigga was high. You mm. knew that he was an average Joe quarterback that could at least help you get down the field. You and could give you, him. And give you 15 to 20 points per game. That's what you know you should have expected out of him. Everything that you expect out of him else to be um, better than you was just you was kidding yourself. You was over there looking at Peyton Manning, Tom Brady's, and the rest of the league, and Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and expecting that, and expecting that to be Joe Flacco, and that was just your dumb fault. My question, my point to that was, okay, he can be Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, but with old-ass Tahit, with bad hip Dennis Pitta, with old man Mason, like, what receiver is he going to be Tom Brady with? Like, and he don't have that Tom Brady leadership where Tom Brady was throwing the Givens and Brown and winning Super Bowls. He don't have that that in him. He's not that accurate. Mm -hmm. But you can win with Joe Flacco. And I remember him winning the Super Bowl, and I'm winning money off of that because I told niggas, yo, you can win with Joe Flacco. It don't matter if he's elite or not, or a top 10 quarterback or not. Wherever you put elite, for me, that's wins, and Joe Flacco was in there. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's the 29th quarterback in the league. Well, nigga, 29 quarterbacks are elite because Joe Flacco can give you wins. Do you think people put too much emphasis on elite receivers? I think so. I mean, there's not too many of them that have a ring. Right. Randy Moss don't. T.O. don't. Fitz don't. Chris Carter don't. Mm-hmm. Michael Irvin got three, but that was a, he. He, didn't, got, he didn't have defense and had a mean ass run game. Right, he <laughs> didn't have everything negative on a team like everybody else did. Right, I mean you got Troy Aikman who, like I said, it was a run game. Mm-hmm. We get ahead, you gonna turn around, get the ball to Emmitt Smith. Right, and you had the line and you had the defense to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think, to me, honestly. Run game and defense, it's gonna win you championships. It's Always, because I I say that because I would like everybody be like, I start my franchise with 
a certain receiver and they're going to easily be like T.O. or A.B. or et cetera. And I'm going to be like, fuck all that. Because at the end of the day, you can't you can't sit here and remember like a, a, a memorable Antonio Brown playoff moment. You can't sit here and be like, well, T.O. played in the Super Bowl, but did he play in the playoffs? Or he had to sit the fuck out and wait for the Super Bowl. Right, he had to sit out and wait for the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, to me, though, honestly, watching and people, I probably have to watch it again, but watching it live in 2000, did I go back or 2008? I think it was 2008. Mm-hmm. That, when he got to the Super Bowl against the, the Steelers, I've never seen a person take over a playoffs the way he did against Carolina and against Green Bay. And even in the Super Bowl, took a slant to the house before uh, Bill Roethlisberger drove down the field. Mm-hmm. Like, that was probably the most dominant wide receiver or anybody run I've seen in the playoffs and not get a Super Bowl. Hmm. Like, his his stats was just ridiculous. Even the game they, they won versus uh, Green Bay when he had a crazy game versus Green Bay and took them to the NFC Championship, and they lost. Mm-hmm. But still, that like, Liz Fitzgerald was different. You can't even remember no – because even he didn't get that that many times in Calvin Johnson – you can't remember no real crazy game Calvin Johnson ever dominated in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. Dance Bryant, everybody remember the drop. The drop, right. The so-called drop. So everybody remembers, like, like you can, you're going to always remember Marshawn Lynch. That's going to be going down in history when that run plays. Beast quake, right. Exactly. You're not going to remember too many offensive high power. And I'm saying, like, there's not a receiver that had a great game. I'm talking about, like, top ten that had, like, damn. They dominated every time they went to the playoffs. Sure. Nah. Depends on your team. And honestly, your past your past game depends on so many things mm-hmm. clicking right at the same exact time. Exactly. Your quarterback gotta have the time. Your running back gotta I mean your line gotta block. Your wide receiver gotta be open. And you have to depend on so many things. Yeah. Run game, block. Yeah. <laughs> um Recent, you can't even say recent like you remember anything that like killed. Not even Kansas City going to the AFC Championship the year before when he was like, "Oh shit, Tyreek Hill was just murdering everybody." Now that was a collective thing. Right. Same thing with this year, a collective thing. Sammy Watkins is like he emerging like now nah, niggas should have paid attention, but it's a collective thing. Um, now you could have said that, but this is different. Uh, t- not Tyreek Hill, uh, Derrick Henry. He was dominating through the playoffs until he got there, but it didn't lead him to the Super Bowl. Right. I say I think turnovers killed that, and when they got down, they couldn't use Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. But when they were up and dominating against the Ravens at the halftime, they only had sixty yards. <laughs> it's just that they were up, mm-hmm. and we were trying to play catch up. That they were just running Derrick Henry everywhere us to get two hundred. Us not. Taking advantage of uh, scoring after we got the ball back when it was fourteen to six, sure. killed the team. We didn't put any pressure on them to go away from what they wanted. To do. If we, I'd rather them score and keep the score at nine to fourteen to be like, all right, yo, we got to do pressure. something. Right. Yeah, that's pressure that makes them. But fourteen six, man, you play with house money. All oh, the worst you could do is tie. <laughs> you got a whole four. You could have took over the game better as more management, and then what happened? Turnover, touchdown. Right. That pretty much killed your whole vibe there. Now you're forcing it. Yeah. So when you could have had more carries than passes, 
they was able to to stick with what they did, and we went away from what we did. Exactly. Way too early. You could have, you could affect everybody in, in the world. Could have knew Lamar Jackson getting the ball, but you could have made them, like you said, spread it out, spread give the you ball. more time to go, double team and, and go up the middle. Go play action rollout. Right, and if you sit there and act like you're not gonna cover Marquise Brown, then what you gonna do? Right. I wish you would leave Hayden Hurts running around the middle. What? With, with Lamar. You in a conundrum. I'm trying Lamar to Lamar running left, Hayden Hurst going out, running out with I'm Lamar. To tell y'all. You in a conundrum. Hayden Either Hurst. way, you're getting killed with speed. Either you Hurst cover Hayden or you cover Lamar. You're getting killed with speed. Hayden Hurst and Gus Edwards sat in that room before they left Baltimore. was like, look, y'all niggas play that shit one more time, see what happens here. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm with him. Give him the ball. We've, all, we've only been saying it for two years. Yeah. Getting the man the ball. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> mm, there's too many, uh, shoulda, coulda, us in that game where you'd be like, yo, what the fuck? You had an opportunity to take a team that a lot of teams, I mean, it, the whole season and all the playoffs, you could say the same thing about Houston, probably feel even worse because they had a 24-point lead. But that's not, It's not a lead. It looks it's like a lead. It's not a lead, but... Especially with Bill, o, Bill O'Brien. And I like Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. but he's doing too much right now. He's GM and coach, and he's barely a great coach. He's barely a good coach. Mm-hmm. And he like he Bill Belichick where he got the coaching shit right. down a lot. I'm great at this, so let me do this. Imagine if you, <laughs> don't, if you don't sit your starters week 17 and you beat Tennessee. Or the same thing with uh, certain other teams. If Steelers actually won out but lost to the Ravens because they couldn't beat RG3 for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that flip-flop. So now Oakland or the Steelers is in that. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different attitude. So now teams are going to, instead of be like, all right, I'm going to sit teams. I'm trying to fucking make sure this team's not in it or I need the chemistry to get into going into you know the bye week and shit like that. I think it was kind of overblown of sitting players mm-hmm. to me honestly I mean you said yonder who, who, who deserves it yeah. as you know a pro bowler and all pro and an older player Earl Thomas said again older all pro former and pro bowl player you said Lamar who earned it as an MVP and you sat Mark Andrews and Mark Ingram, who were hurt. Yeah. But Hayden Hurst is still a valuable. Like, Hayden Hurst is a starting tight end. Mm-hmm. He leaves Baltimore, he's a starting tight end. No matter where he go, he's a starting tight end. Mm-hmm. So, you pretty much had your starters out there, to me. So, you only sat, like, four players. You can't sit the whole roster in college where you got 90 people on the roster. Right. And you can sit your whole starting 22. They sat, like, four or five players. And they came out flat like they never played a game. Like, it was like week one or preseason game. It was preseason. That was August. They came out flat like, what the fuck is y'all doing in practice? Again, I think it was was a panic after one turnover. You panic. It's 14-6, though, bro. And you panic. Like, you were down 14-0 and panic. (laughs) Nigga, y'all scored 33. (laughs) Why are you – I can see it. 21, all right, maybe. Y'all scored 33 a game. Why are you panicking at 14-0 in the first quarter? And even, even if you panic, <laughs> you should develop a uh, um, 
a two-minute offense that's going to help you get down the field. Like, you know, everybody from the field, we're going to run this shit down that throat, pass it down that throat, and let's keep it moving. Um, run a huddle. Run a, a no huddle. I'll never get over that. Yo. You down 14 and panic. And then 14-6 and still panicking. Right. Why? Y'all scored 33. You didn't even panic. <laughs> that's fucked up crazy thing. You didn't even panic in a San Diego game. You just didn't have nothing else because that's all you had was a uh, right. remember the Titans playbook. That's <laughs> shit. They be like, all right, just try to throw it and see what happens. That's the only reason why that was different. But two home games, never have a lead in any of them. 14-2 mm-hmm. season this year. I mean, I'm not the one to say the choke, but all pro Marlon Humphrey said they choked him. I disagree with him. Because, <laughs> like I said, you panicked down 14. Right. And it's first quarter. They got Ryan fucking Tannehill. He's still Ryan Tannehill. He's just in a new color. Niggas a blue m M&M and instead of a, a green m M&M. yeah. The same got them m M&M. It tastes exactly the same. <laughs> the same fucking quarterback. Yeah. Just put pressure on him to perform and... We couldn't do it. Yeah. That's the keep it back to the Super Bowl. That's what Kansas City has to do. Put pressure on Jimmy Jimmy G to perform and take that run away from him. And that's the only way you're gonna do that is I wanna see if Kansas City be like they win a toss, they're gonna be like, We want the ball. Or San Fran will be like, We wanna defer. I wish the fuck you would have said you want to defer or Kansas City get that ball back first. And you up seven? And let you not score. If you don't score on that first drive that they score, <laughs> bro, you can forget about that 20 attempts with 200 plus yards. Garoppolo, below, you 100 million dollar quarterback. Please show me something. Yeah. Debo, you physical and all that. All right, Honey Badger, waiting for you. So, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, well, it should be a good football game. Hopefully. Offense versus defense. I'll just go defense this year, especially they got my favorite corner. You see my favorite corner? Ooh. Top five favorite corner. Ooh. Rich. Top five favorite corner. I don't even call a nigga corner. I call a nigga DB. <laughs> Defensive back. Corner safety. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all that. Hey, no, I, I put corner. I'm going to put niggas who run it in the zone, I'll put you as a DB safety. And niggas who play corner, they, they actually line up play and man. be like, play man. Because uh, you going to put him in the same breath as Dion? I'm going to put anybody in the same breath as Dion. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Except for Charles Wilson, but that's, that's right. personal. That's, that's, that's a different level, though. <laughs> Charles Wilson, to me, is my favorite corner. No, you're not. Dion still is. But Charles Wilson up there. Something about that 24. Yeah. If you see Rush the Peace to Kobe and end our show on that high note, um, follow us. On Instagram and Twitter at the Sideline Talk. Follow us on Facebook group, hashtag Sideline Talk. Keep debating, keep discussing. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. Mamba out. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at Home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at Home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable law. See dealer for details.